ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. We're going deep into the bowels of a boiler room at the Gundarina in Cleveland, Ohio for this one. Um, This is one where I requested it because I was watching Mm -hmm. the uh, Mankind uh, Undertaker A&E rivalry documentary. I think they just call it WWE Rivals, but you know, they were talking about this match and they spent a decent amount of time on it. And I'm like, man, like, I mean, I, I think I, I actually, I know I watched it live, um, but I, I really wanted to cover it and just see, I mean, I know they beat the shit out of each other. Uh, so I, don't know, I think it'll be a really fun match, but I'm looking forward to covering it. Uh, what about you? Yeah. A lot of story here, of course, what's, you know, nothing ever wrong with the undertaker and man, like and a so. five year story on this one. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of going back and forth. I've got during the, the match on this one, I've got a little boiler room history for us as well too. Ooh. And so, um, yeah, we'll get into that as well too. So that should be good. And so, um, kind of giving the breakdown of how that worked out, but yeah, this is, uh, it's just, it's a cool one. Cool. You know, it's a, it's a weird stipulation. Like I'm not expecting a, you know, a seven star Meltzer classic here, but, uh, at the same time, time it should still be pretty good so i'm ready to get into it if you are all right dude let's do it it's time for the build oh it's time for the build so like i said gundarina 1996 were uh were SummerSlam. uh i do remember ordering this show uh obviously Shawn michaels is champion so this is you know peak fandom for me uh, was so happy. My guy was finally the champion. Uh, August 18th, 1996, Cleveland, Ohio, 17,000 in attendance. <laughs> Your dark match, Steve Austin defeating Yokozuna. Now, keep in mind, Jeff, Steve Austin was your king of the ring. And this is a um, th- this is a thing that often gets lost in history is, oh, Steve Austin cut that promo and then he became world champion. No, Steve Austin cut that promo and was working the dark match a few months later. So, you know, a lot a lot had to happen for him to, you know, finally make it to the top. Uh, we start off with Owen Hart defeating Savio Vega by submission in 13 minutes. Um, the Smoking Guns are going to defeat the New Rockers, Godwins, and Body Donnas in a four-way elimination tag match in 12 minutes. Some fun names in that one. Psycho Sid is going to defeat the British Bulldog in six minutes. Uh, kind of a random match there. Um, Goldust is going to defeat Mark Marrow in 11 minutes. Jerry Lawler is going to defeat Jake Roberts in four minutes. They had their pretty heated rivalry going at this point. And then, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd argue this was a two-match show, right? <laughs> we had uh, the Boiler Room yeah. Brawl, and then we go on for the uh, world title uh, match of Shawn Michaels defeating Vader um, to retain his title. Obviously, a lot of drama on that one. They did not enjoy working together. Um, no. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, that was supposed to go on and, and be a three match series and it didn't happen. But um, uh, Jeff, one thing that's interesting about this show, there's only two title matches. You have your world title match and you have your tag title match. No one oh, before SummerSlam. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No intercontinental championship uh, on this show. And there weren't 18 titles at the time. So the card looks a lot different than certainly uh, a SummerSlam would in, in 2023. So I know there's so much here. Uh, how, how do we get to these two inside a boiler room brawl? Yeah. So this is so a couple different notes on this one of just kind of how it played out. So this is August 18th, 1996. That's where we're starting. Um, we'll start with Mankind, actually. He actually showed up, arrived in WWE in 1996, of course, debuting uh, the gimmick personality of Mankind. Is if For those of you that may or may not remember, a lot of his initial vignettes and promos, he was in the boiler room. And so um, they would usually film it, you know, during the day where he was in the mechanical room or the boiler room or whatever it was. That's where he would cut his promo. Um, and remember, if he, he uh, it would uh, speak to his rat. I forgot about that as well, too. And so, uh, you know, pulling out his hair. He had, you know, the, at the time it was, you know, kind of crazy. Like it was something different. And so we were getting that. And so, um, it was April 1st, 1996, uh, the day after WrestleMania 12, debuting and beating uh, Bob Holly on that one. And then right away, of course, getting into the feud with The Undertaker. So just a couple months prior to this. And so um, they really uh, were interfering with each other's matches. It was This was the first ever boiler room brawl taking place. Um, part of the stipulation with this or just how the match was going to play out um, is that you had to it started in the boiler room and then you had to reach the ring and take the urn from or the undertaker's urn from Paul bear. And so that was a part of this match is you're like, what's going on when we're watching this one. That is why Paul bearer is involved in stuff like that. And so, um, Taker on the and, and throughout you know leading up to this like mankind and kind of getting involved with Undertaker in some of his matches and so um, but costing him actually the Intercontinental Championship he interfered. Uh, in the Undertaker's casket match against Goldust that was in your house eight uh, in May. And so, um, you know, kind of appearing from inside the casket and then sealing the Undertaker inside. Like, so a little bit of, you know, uh, a little bit of magic there, if you will. Uh, wrestling magic is the supernatural that we like from time to time. Um, but then also Undertaker at that one, van you know, the cloud of smoke and him vanishing through that one as well too and so uh, but then like i said the kind of interference back and forth um it was actually their very first on-screen match do you know what their first on-screen match was tom i know it's in the notes here but do we would do you remember their first on-screen match yes i think it was it i think it was king of the ring it was 1996 King of the Ring. Yeah, if we re yeah. remember, it was Paul Bear accidentally hitting Undertaker with the urn, uh, which allowed uh, mankind to lock in or apply the mandible claw and getting the win on that one. And so, um, and again, just kind of back and forth. And so, it really, just 
these guys like they were constantly like spilling into the you know the audience going backstage like uh, at the time too um like you know interfering with each other's matches but also like like you weren't seeing this really like you know it was a little unusual to have these types of things happening and so you know in the boiler room or backstage like all those things happen like it was not as commonplace as we know it nowadays and so um it was kind of cool to see so um yeah with that like just they're they hate each other <laughs> like you know that don't need much else and they're interfering with each other's matches and so that's how we get into this one well i'm pumped to cover it man yeah, absolutely. I, I'm excited for this one, and we're starting with The Undertaker trying to find mankind, so it should be good stuff. All right. One hour, 48-minute mark. One hour, 48-minute mark. Season 9, Episode 1, SummerSlam 1996. Are you ready? I got it pulled up. Let's do this. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. Mankind already in the boiler room. Thanks for being on commentary, Robert. Take her walking up to the door that says boiler room danger. So good. So they filmed this the night before, um, mm-hmm. and, and again, we'll 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 be watching here. But uh, you know, from from what they described, they really beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, it's interesting too. Like we 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 have such high praise for the Undertaker in that kind of last ride match and the cinematic nature of it. But like, he's been doing this for a long time. Like that was not his first cinematic match. You know, he went out, uh, you know, and did it right. And it's, but also like, it's interesting. Like they were, he's been doing this for a long time. Yep. He's looking for mankind. Still kind of like the old school undertaker with the, uh, looks like he, I mean, looks like he powdered his face kind of to have like a little bit of a white look to it. Mm-hmm. Climbing up, looking for mankind right now. We are witnessing a relatively cautious undertaker. He's found it. I think man, I think Undertaker is scared, but man. It's tough to see, huh? Is it tough to see on your screen too? I mean, it's pretty dark. Yeah, the camera, the kind of camera. We're not sure what's going on, what's happening. You hear the whirring of those. You'll, you'll see it later when they go into the arena, but they had like like these like little like TV carts around the ring so people could watch. But this this actually, if you were there live, this well. If you're there live now, you wouldn't care so much. But if you were there live back in the day, this would have sucked. I mean, there was just not a lot to see it. All right, so here comes Mankind. Oh. 
you know, the problem with working a match like this is like you're hitting people probably harder than you normally would, but it doesn't look as stiff as it actually is. Like, I mean, Mankind's got a piece of wood that he just hit over Undertaker's head and then Undertaker falls onto cement and some piping, right? Like, I mean, it it, it doesn't look great, but like it hurts like hell. Like this hurts way more than anything they would do around the ring. It has you know to. Saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. falling on the concrete alone, like it's, you know, you're. it's got to hurt like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was just curious of like some of the so I mean these guys like their their top rated match ever, and again I'm going off of Meltzer here, but um the Hell in the Cell match is number one. And then Buried Alive was number two. Couple matches they had in, or a match they had in '97 was three. So this was not. So this was actually like the fifth ranked match that these guys have had. Which, I, you know, there a lot's taken away from this one just because of how they filmed it. Like it's not bad, but. Um, it is just a little like I, one of the, the gripes that on this one is like there's no fan noise, like you said, because they filmed it the night before. There's just not, you know, you don't know what's happening. Yeah, I can't tell. Like, do they not have the fans like mic'd up for this? They did not. Nope. Like, so you are hearing just the legitimate boiler room sounds. So, yeah, they did not pipe in anything on this one. Got it. Okay. So that's interesting that they didn't mic up the crowd. Just again for some other. I mean, I'm sure they did it for a reason, but you know, you'd think that this would be a little more interesting if you heard the oohs and ahs and everything of the crowd, right? I think it's because they didn't know what they were doing. Like it was the first one of this, so like they didn't really know like, you know, what was going to happen or what was going on and so they just didn't they just didn't do that. And so I'm right there with you. I wish they would have, but it's just unusual to not have that yeah well the crazy part about this too is like this is a bold spot to put this so this mm -hmm. is again this is a two-match card there is nothing else that anyone would ever pay a dollar to see on this card other than this match and um sean vader mm -hmm. okay yep so these are the only two um these are the only two matches that you would actually have paid to see. So the camera's kind of being weird now. Yeah. So they did a little like fake camera not working. <laughs> did some, did, I'm sure that it took a break there or something happened. This was, wasn't what I'm saying is this was a bold thing. Like you, you, you'd more expect this to like be like a buried alive match where it main events a like in your house, boiler room brawl type thing. I just thought this mm -hmm. was very bold and ambitious to do as you know, a semi-main event of SummerSlam looking back. What do you, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's just like watching these guys kind of go at it right now. It's just like, 
there's just I, you can tell it's the first time so it's like the first pancake you need to throw away like you know and not to say you need to throw this one away but there is a lot that like i think they were learning on this one the idea was cool but it's just like it hasn't fully clicked yet yep so i've got a i've got another I list. did have some, oh go ahead sorry i got a, i got some trivia for you too well let so me hear so i've home. got so of course go ahead go ahead um, mankind has done th- uh, four of these matches. Dude, By I my count, there have been. I thought, he, I thought he only did two. I thought he did this one and one against Kane. So I'm surprised there was. Uh, unless I'm forgetting what. So this list does not have him having a match with Kane. So there was maybe, Mankind and Undertaker. Maybe I'm wrong. That, okay, so and then what else? Mankind and Big Show in your house. Backlash 1999. Okay. Uh, Triple H in Mankind. It was September 1999 on a SmackDown. Um, and then finally, you had uh, the, it was Raw, December uh, 1999. That was Triple H in Mankind uh, and the New Age, or New Age Outlaws and the Mean Street Posse getting involved. And they were dressed as Santa. So that would have been your, your holiday episode there. But uh, Mankind being in four of these, there are two guys that are tied for the second most. One you'll probably guess. The second one you may not. So do you have any idea who's been in uh, two uh, Boiler Room Brawls uh, tying for the most after Mankind at four? Undertaker. Nope. Undertaker was only in one, shockingly. Big and show. so Triple H. Okay. Yep. Nope. Yeah, Triple H in Mankind and that one. And then the other was actually uh, Jerry Flynn, who beat the Barbarian and the Wall. And so, like, I, what year I don't even that? remember that, but there you go. Like 2000. They were all 1999. Wow. Okay. So, what? Well, yeah, that was, it was on two Nitros. Uh, it was actually almost two weeks at, apart. Like, Jerry Flynn beat the Barbarian and then the Wall uh, in a no contest. So, yeah, just weird. Yep. We're making our way through here. It looks like we're kind of slowly starting to get back to somewhere. Yep. Hit him with one of those wooden pallets. That had to be terrible. Yeah, I mean, they're just... So if I if I had to be, I mean, you know, the one thing I'll say is like I think it needs crowd noise. Like I don't think you need to eliminate the crowd noise. I get it. You're you're in a boiler room. Like I, I see everything. Mm-hmm. I can hear everything. Right. So it's like I don't know. Like I I would have I would have still done that. We know they're in an arena. We're trying to present this like it's happening while the fans are sitting inside. We know we're eventually going to go there. So I, I, it doesn't actually make sense to me that you would do it this way. Yeah, like I said, I think it's it's just really that first time them trying to find their groove. Yeah, like I mean, it's just listen to it. <laughs> I know they've done. I, I know they've done empty arena matches before without fans. I, I get it, but I just I, I I don't agree with it. Well, and this is one too. I like you couldn't have this go as the main event, which makes sense. 
um because like to send them like we know like these are hard to watch like you know you did the raw anniversary and you know watching on screens and like it's just difficult to you know not have people there and so um you know and just not have them kind of you know i don't know it's tough and so it, it you want to tell that story but at the same time like you have to make sure that there's some engagement because to watch a 20 minute match on a screen is not the way to have people be engaged Okay, so mankind going up the ladder here. This is this is a built-in ladder, on, not uh, not like last week where they're like, it's like bolted to the concrete wall and doing an elbow drop off of it. Like like that right there. Prop didn't look that great, but it's like it is. You know what I mean? Like that was a great mm-hmm. elbow drop, but it's like without crowd noise and like dark and so you don't you don't appreciate how good it is. Hmm. It, it is the atmosphere of this is cool. Like, you know, like just having the, the setup and not like kind of knowing what's going on. Like I do appreciate that. And Undertaker just laid out at this point. And so is there a way to do this match nowadays? I, it's kind of, you know, we're. Yeah, so, it, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's, actually, some work, but, that's, yeah, a, that's a great ahead. question. So the answer is yes, of course, this match could be done now. Um, you have better cameras. So I, I would imagine that even if the lighting was the exact same, just the cameras would probably capture this a lot better than they did. Um, you, you may modify some of the lighting um the the other thing is you add crowd noise and the crowd wouldn't be able to actually watch it because it would be on the screen so you know Mm -hmm. you would get a reaction from them whereas i'd imagine this crowd was just sitting there like half of them couldn't even see the damn match right so they probably Mm -hmm. hate live um yeah so i i think you absolutely could i think that if they were well, and you you think about it, and it's like think about the um, the Edge or uh, yeah Edge Orton match at the uh, WrestleMania at the Performance Center. I mean, that's basically the match these guys did, right? They, I mean, most of what they did was on a production truck and tables and jumping off of shit, and so it was kind of similar to that, but it was way better lit, and you know, you still didn't have a crowd sound for that one. But but again, you you get the idea that I thought that was a lot more interesting than this although some people hated mm-hmm. it because how long it was but I, I i didn't mind that I, you know so it was the pandemic where the hell were we going right so <laughs> right yeah <laughs> this thing where now this is the second time they've acted like the camera went out and so they have like fuzz on the screen this is really stupid um i'm not a fan of this at all so okay so now i'm understanding why this match probably wasn't well reviewed it feels like i've been watching this for an hour and a half Mm-hmm. it's just it's it's too slow it's like okay so they, they they showed undertaker look like doing a suplex or, or a, a body slam to mankind at that point i mean there th- how long have we been watching this match for so we've been watching this for let's see we 
This has just been 14 minutes. Like they didn't need yeah. to be in there for 14 minutes. I think they needed to be in there for like 10 minutes, beat the shit out of each other, then get down to the ring. Because as we know, this what? is a 20 minute match. So we 26. We yeah. Okay. So yes, yeah, so we still have like 12 minutes to go in this thing. But, and it's just, they're a lot of times when we see the, they're not doing anything to work their way um, to the ring. Like, I think that might help a little bit with this one. If we knew that they were making, like, so, yeah, he set up just another ladder. We've it's seen this. Now there's crowds there. Yeah, you know, audience react to what's going on. And now on we're piped in, yeah. Mankind. On the top ladder. Mankind. It's not a crash pad that he fell on. That is a box with a tarp on it. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So now they they're piping it in, like which is weird. Um, like just it's a jarring kind of change. Yeah. Well, and the problem with that spot is that he landed on like a little piece of cardboard, but it didn't break his fall at all. But it kind of looked like it did. That fall was that fall was a lot worse than it actually looked there. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right, so I got another list pulled up of top 10 Mankind Undertaker matches. So King of the, sure. Ring, King of the Ring 98, number one. Great. No no, no uh, disagreement there. Number two they have is Buried Alive. Did you and I watch that match? We haven't. No, really? we have not. I, 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 think, I, I think I have. Do I have a Buried Alive? I don't. We've talked about it. But we have not watched a Buried Alive yet. I will uh, during the holiday season of uh, Halloween. I will get us a Buried Alive match here. So, so that and so that would be yeah. Let's do that in the fall because that's when it took place. But that would be the third match of this. So they had that original King of the Ring match. They had this match. Then they had the Buried Alive match third. Okay, so that would be a fun. Gotcha. One. Now, so this is all that all took place in '96. Now they also did. Undertaker Mankind at In Your House Revenge of the Taker. So that's going to be yep. that's going to be Taker's first title defense after beating Sid at WrestleMania 13. So that makes sense that after everything these guys had been through, Mick Foley having multiple wins over the Undertaker, hey, we're, you know, he's going to challenge him for the title. You knew they'd put on a good match. That that certainly made made a lot of sense. That was called a uh, violent match um Mankind, that was the one where Mankind went through the broadcast table head first, which was pretty awesome. Yes. Okay. Yep, I do remember that now. Their fourth best match of all time was Survivor Series 1996. So that's going to be the hmm. fourth match in that series. That's going to take place after Buried Alive. So remember, after they do Buried Alive, you're like, if this isn't the blow-off match of all blow-off matches what is right they go back at survivor series 1996 and they just do a regular match mankind Great shot here of undertaker yep reaching through the door uh it's like trying to mankind's trying to lock him in the boiler room yep survivor series 96 was where paul bear was a, a, above the ring in the shark cage but again keep that in mind we go regular match we go Boiler Room Brawl, we go Buried Alive, and then we go Regular Match. So four pay-per-view matches in 1996. And keep in mind, Mankind, I mean, 
they were thinking he might just be, you know, kind of one and done. Like he'd be a, a quick feud for the Undertaker, like Giant Gonzalez and Kamala and everyone mm-hmm. else. But <laughs> that's not what happened, obviously. So um, that's that match. Okay, the fifth bat- best match was their first one, that King of the Ring in 1996. The sixth best match was a 1996 match on Raw. Okay, so this is now the fifth match of 1996. Okay, one week prior, Undertaker beats the Executioner in a Armageddon rules match. Then him and Mankind at this show uh, go no holds barred. So now we go with a no holds barred match uh, at the end of 96. Seventh best match of the the series was... um, was this match? Got some was wrestling. that Marty? Marty? It's the gold. I thought I saw Marty. <laughs> that looked like him. Yeah. Austin. Austin. Yeah. Look out! Ooh. This looks like a prison riot. Oh man, that was no. not a worked cart. No, 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 no. no. I'm telling you, this match, this, this, this might have. I mean, for Undertaker, at least, this was a stiffer match than the Hell in the Cell was. I mean, they're killing. Mm-hmm. They're using, like, there's stuff in the hallways that they are, at, like, that has not worked. But, like, like he's picking point, up, like, a, like, the coffee. Oh, this is a good one here. Remember this one? Yep. yep. He's got one of those large, like, scalding hot coffee. Scald, yeah. yeah. It's one of those large coffee like dispensers that you see at like events and things like that. And he just threw it at the undertaker. And if I'm not mistaken, that actually was hot coffee. So this, this part of it was, you know, whenever, when they were battling in the hallway, this part was live. Okay. So they're, they're now live. They're coming through the entrance. Let's hear the fan reaction. Mankind is going to make it to the ring first. There he is. No, he's waiting for the undertaker. He's waiting for the undertaker to come into the, and this match ends when they take the the uh, urn from Paul Bear, right? Correct. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, um, that's how you win is you have to grab the urn. Well, we got to look at this once we get in the arena. Like, where where actually could fans watch it? Because I'm guessing there's like a screen above the entrance. Um, probably wasn't that good. All right, so let me finish up my list here. So this is the seventh best match of all time. They had a 1998 um, Raw match that was eighth. That's going to take place a few months after Hell in a Cell. So it's like after Hell in a Cell, why have these two wrestle in Raw? They should have never wrestled ever again, right? What's the point? Mm-hmm. There's a heat they wrestled on at the end of 98. Again, what, why why bother? Um, and then there was a 1999 Raw match as well. So there you go. Yeah, okay, so there is that one big screen right there. Look how they see for like behind that screen. Is that perfect on commentary too? Oh yeah, look, you can see the TV, and it's like that. Oh, what a terrible setup! That is like when you and I were in elementary school, and it's the TV on the cart that's literally at the end of the ramp. Oh man, VCR on it. I told you. There it is. Yep. Oh. Yeah, and that is I. That is Mister Perfect on commentary. Mister had to be right before he went to WCW. Couldn't have been there much. So one of the TVs is down. I mean, those things those things weighed 100 pounds. You could see them. They're on all sides of the rings. Boy, yeah, th- those were. That's a 100-pound TV right there. Easy. So that would hurt, too, just throwing that around at somebody. 
Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, that's one of the problems this match is too damn long. Too, and too slow still. Like we're we're back in the ring or almost back to the ring, and it's just too slow. Yep. Yeah, I get what they tried to do. I just it, it's 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 too long. I mean, sl- you know, the slow part doesn't bother me, but like a, a 15 minute slower match is one thing. 26 minutes is just too much. Mm-hmm. So mankind moves part of the uh you don't see that very often. Not anymore. Yeah. Being set up. He's set up on concrete now. And in fact, Mankind hits his own. Mankind is a Yeah, he hits the pop. I feel, like the, I feel like the last people to do that was like Argano and Champa when they were having their sets of matches. So that's funny you say that. I was I was thinking that as well. Albert looking distraught in the ring as mankind's like clawing his way back in. Yeah, they didn't move those TVs by ringside, so they look really weird. They didn't, which I find comical. Yep. Yeah. All right, so Taker Taker is caught up to mankind here. What's your favorite McFoley character? Uh, if I had to pick, it's mankind. But I have which, and who is yours? Mankind, I, I, I this this version of mankind, this like really deranged version of mankind is my favorite because it's like I, I mean I knew it was like Mick Foley, but like or Cactus, I knew it was Cactus Jack, but like I didn't know much about you know him, and so like I just mm-hmm. I, I I just thought he was weird as shit. Like I I mean I thought it was just such a weird character. I mean I I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay, here comes. I story. got a better. Back out of the back here. I got a better question for you though. Uh, I saw this meme. That was nasty, by the way. Off the ring apron, flat back onto the cement. That was fantastic. Onto the cement. Uh, a meme that I saw that not that long ago. Uh, who would win in a match? Dude, love Cactus Jack or Mankind? Cactus Jack. You think Cactus would beat the others? No. You know what? I take that back. Mankind would win. It's definitely not Dude Love. Okay, so here we go. Undertaker. On one knee, as we've seen so many, many times before. Yes, the Undertaker, the victor here tonight at SummerSlam. Give him the urn. Wait a, wait a minute. Give him the urn. Mankind, driving that mandible claw into the goal of the Undertaker. Paul Burr's laughing. Paul Burr's laughing. The paralyzing hoping again placed on the Undertaker, as we've seen so many times before, and I don't understand at all the attitude of Paul Bear. Undertaker's out. Oh my God, Paul Bear. What? Look at this. I'll say it ain't so. Where did the Undertaker just set up? Okay. I get what they were trying to do. You're turning Paul Bear heel on the Undertaker. He's joining mankind. I did not think that was well done. What do you think? No, it's not. Like, and this you was tell there's no fan reaction, so it's not just us. But like, wouldn't you have hit him over the head for the shock factor instead of just sitting there laughing? You had to, yeah. So now he's Whether stops. Yeah. 
whether it was timed wrong or whatever, like, yeah, something just didn't, the spot didn't work like it should have. The TVs are annoying as hell too. Uh, Just like sitting there. Yep. Are we, are we over yet? Is it official? He has not grabbed the urn yet. So no. There he finally hits him. No shit, he'd already turned heel. That wh- why wouldn't you have done that? Wasn't it's that a little too late at that point? Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Let's get to the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. Horrible execution of that. Yeah, just a really poor, like funky, too, almost too funky finish, which the match, you know, would have worked if the ending paid off. But yeah, unfortunately, so too, it didn't. The mat, yeah. The mat, yeah, the match was too long. We already, you know, beat that to death. You get that part of it. But the part that really killed me was why wouldn't the heel turn have been when he hit him? I, I mean, I remember that shot. So I was waiting for that. And then you just got him like pulling away and laughing. I, I, bad, man. Bad, bad, bad. I, I, I the this visual was, just this didn't work. Really, the end, yeah. This was really poorly done. Okay. Yeah. Well, the visual just didn't work. Yeah. Nope. All right, get into the aftermath. So what what happens after this? So of course on this one, you know, the you know, 20 plus minutes and like we saw trash cans, tables, ladders, metal poles, coffee, exposed concrete, like you name it. This match did have a lot though. Uh but this would have been the first time with you know, first time that uh, Paul Bearer turned on the Undertaker, and so because um, they had always been together, and so Paul Bearer then becoming Mankind's manager, of course, Mankind referring to him as Uncle Paul. Uh, he then became the number one contender to face who at the time was the champ Shawn Michaels at In Your House Mind Games. Michaels won that one because Vader interfered and the Undertaker interfered. Uh, their rivalry continued, like you said, it was the first ever buried alive match. It was In Your House buried alive, but, you know, makes sense. Undertaker winning that match. Um, um, but uh, attacking the Undertaker and burying him alive during that one, um, of course. Uh, well, I'll say what happens on that one because we, we will talk about this one. I, I, I was looking as we were having this. We uh, shockingly, I don't have that match on our list. I do have the Austin Undertaker buried alive match, but I will get this buried alive between Mankind and the Undertaker on our list as well too. And so, um, because cool little things that happened there, and so, um, so I won't talk too much more about what happened there. But I ended up going on the Summer Series a couple. Of or different matches, WrestleMania, things like that. So, uh, Taker 19, Mankind 45 in 1996. Uh, the torch on this one, a long, drawn out boiler room brawl match between Mankind, Mankind and Undertaker that received mixed reviews. There was no announcing, and the match was methodically paced. For some, this was unhinged, unusual, gimmick filled battle in a fascinating setting. Others saw it as a drawn out snore fest between two guys with no sense of urgency or sign of adrenaline, filling time, leading to a couple of nice bumps in the eventual storyline at the end of the match, which alone would made up 
which alone would make up for the preceding minutes. Good angle, dragged out match, one and a half stars. It's been a while since we've seen one that low. Uh, Meltzer didn't even rank this one. He said, uh, "Be under or mankind be uh, Undertaker in twenty six twenty. The man, the rules of the match is the first person to break out of the boiler room and get to the ring and get their own for Paul Bearer would win. Uh, the first part of the match was taped the previous day, largely for timing and possible editing purposes if something were to go wrong. It looks like a movie fight scene with the two bashing each other with objects and mankind taking hellacious bumps and taking sick punishment. The problem was with no crowd noise audible and the announcers not voicing over the action, the fighting sequence was too long. After the match, the lights went out and music played and a group of druids in dark carried the dead Undertaker to the back. No rating because so much of it was taped, but Barrett was great uh, doing uh, the turn and both worked very hard. The only negative was the boiler room stuff lasted too long and needed commentary and crowd noise. The announcers did a great job with the turn. We're scoring this, man. Man, I, ooh, yeah, yeah. I I got this thing at like a three. I, I mean, I thought it just sucked. I mean, there were and the thing is, there were some cool spots in there, and they both worked hard, but just did not work for me, man. Very, very disappointing. How about yourself? Yep, I'm at a three. I think that that's a good number. Uh, it's just you know knowing what these guys are capable of like it's unfortunate i think that you know they is a first time i wish it had been paced better i wish there were things that were a little different but overall like it just didn't click with me yeah i I, dude i I was looking forward to i thought this was gonna be a good match man well, we'll get uh, in a couple months here, a couple weeks here, whatever we're at. We will uh, follow up and do the buried alive match because maybe you know, kind of getting some of their chemistry. You know, maybe you know we'll see something a little bit better as we go on here. But yeah, so I'm home happy, Jeff. We Jeff, we watch them all. Yeah, man. we we watch the good, hey, hey, good, bad, whatever it is. I am excited for next week's. I know it's been a while since uh, we've covered one. I had to look back. This is not our first Ken Shamrock match, but it is uh, the first in a very long time. We're going to the Lions Den, the first time ever Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart in the Lions Den. So I'm excited about that one. SummerSlam 1998. Um, and then we're bumping up into September. The weather's getting a little chilly here, so we're going to cover a few different things that we, you know, have maybe haven't covered in a little bit here. Um, what do we got? We got an ECW Gangsta's Paradise match. We've got uh, a big match. Uh, what is this? this? Is one, two, three, four, five, six way match for the championship unforgiven 1999 so we got some good things as always around the payoff here we got some good things in the hopper i'm excited man i'm really looking forward to it me too absolutely good 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 stuff happening well we obviously appreciate you listening uh hopefully uh you stuck with us through that one man one i jeff let me say this that was one of the most disappointing matches we've ever covered. Like my, between where my expectations were versus what happened. I just thought that was going to be a better match. I remember it being better. I mean, it was really, it really missed the mark. It's one of my most disappointing matches versus expectations we've ever done. Is that, that fair? That was fair. And then also, like, I, I even think back to, you know, recently when we did, like, episode 200 was just rough, too. Like, you know, and so um, with Austin. And so, yeah, I just, you know, hey, that, but like you said, we cover the good and bad around here no matter what.
Well, we appreciate you listening, and we will see you next week on an all-new episode of The Path.